When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another edition of Showtime with Michael Cooper, insightful BS with my NBA legends and NBA uh, teammates. But today we're throwing y'all a curveball because it's the playoffs. We got one of the greatest receivers and a big Kobe fan, as you can see, Terrell Owens. And we're going to call Terrell. him T.O. from here on out. T.O., how you doing, sir? I'm good, man. Terrell, Terrell, Terrell. Terrell. Or just go T.O. I'm good. Right, exactly, exactly, exactly. So, T.O., I know you got just a little bit of time. We want to thank you for being with us, but something we got a lot of young listeners here. Who were some of your role models growing up? Some of my role models? Yeah. Um, Man, um, it's in the basketball. They they played in the basketball world. And um, I know a lot of people know me. uh, And if you don't know me, I'm sure – once we get through this, uh, this, this showtime with Coop, I'm pretty sure you guys will probably go Google me. Um, but man, when I grew up, uh, I wanted to play basketball. I had a love and a passion for basketball, just like pretty much uh, all the kids across the country. And when I was growing up, you know, in the 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s, uh, I wanted to be just like Michael Jordan. Um, and uh, I think, you know, for me, um, I think we've discussed it before, and you probably didn't know this either till I told you, but I never really thought I would play uh, beyond the collegiate level as far as me making it to the NFL. So um, I was one of those kids growing up in the South. I'm from Alexander City, Alabama. Um, I played a number of sports growing up in, the, you know, uh, as all kids do in the South. I mean, I played baseball. I ran track, um, obviously football, and I played basketball. So, um, you know, besides, you know, in, in the football, I mean, the, in, the, in the sports world, uh, Michael Jordan uh, was my guy. He's my idol. Um, and outside of that, it was my grandmother. Wow. So, T.O., uh, you made it to the football. I know you like basketball. Here's a couple of accolades. Five-time five time first-team All-Pro, six-time Pro Bowler, three-time NFL receivers and touchdown leader, 2000 All-Decade team, and the 49ers Hall of Fame. So you were also the Hall of Fame. Good also the, the Hall of Fame. All right, you got a question for him real quick. T.O., I'm Ari Tepkin. I'm coming to you live from Dallas, Texas. You ever been here before? Dallas, where's that? <laughs> <laughs> so you, you mentioned, you know, you weren't sure you'd be an NFL player, but you were obviously a confident player. Um, right. So when did that happen? You know, at, at Chattanooga? And I mean, just when did the growth of your confidence happen, considering what you said, which is you didn't think you'd be an NFL player? Thank you, Ari. And um, um, yeah, you, you said it right, confident. Um, which can often be misconstrued as being cocky and arrogant, um, which I know know the difference. And so, um, as I told you, man, my grandmother raised me, um, raised me the right way, and uh, she didn't want me to, honestly, she didn't even want me to play sports. Uh, but it was my mom that really kind of just pushed and encouraged her uh, to allow me to play sports. And um, I, I don't, I'm trying to think, when was that turning point of me, um, you know, flipping that switch and just being competitive um, but I think just me playing sports in itself, I mean, I had the willingness, the desire to compete. Um, but I think it was, again, just to, I'm trying, just trying to figure out a time that, that the switch just turned on. 
um, to where, you know, the confidence, you know, it built and it grew. Um, I would have to say, you know, probably some at some point, um, you know, during my professional career, but, you know, being drafted with the Niners in 96. So I think probably anywhere between 96 and maybe 99, 2000. And I think that's when I started to realize that I could play really at a high level um, and compete, compete with some of the greatest, uh, you know, football players in the world. Um, I was drafted with the Niners and I played um, with the greatest uh, receiver of all time. And Jerry Rice played with one of the, uh, the best quarterbacks, Hall of Fame quarterbacks and Steve Young. Um, but me, I was always competitive, man. I mean, as I told you, I played, uh, I played basketball. I walked on our basket, our college uh, basketball team. And I, I, I played there for three years. Coop probably didn't know that. Um, but, uh, and went to, uh, we went to, to some NCAA, uh, tournaments. And so for me, man, it was just, uh, just wanting to compete. And I had a strong uh, dissatisfaction of being mediocre, I wasn't highly recruited coming out of high school um, at all, but I saw, and I were—I think I was a realist. I, I realized that I wasn't as good as my peers and the guys that were recruited um, there at UT Chattanooga with me. And I wanted to be better. I wanted to be faster. I wanted to be bigger. Um, coming out of high school, I was probably like maybe 6'1", maybe 6'2". Um, I was 180 pounds soaking wet. I was probably the size of Michael Cooper right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, man, I just developed that uh, probably that confidence because I wanted to be better. You know what I mean? I think if you look at uh, the evaluation of some of the scouts of me coming out of college, um, like I said, I had the physical attributes. When you talk about, you know, my length, um, the, the height and things of that nature. Um, they kept saying that I was prototypical type of receiver uh, coming out of college. When you had guys that were playing in the league at that time, you think about uh, the Sterling Sharks, yeah. uh, the Antonio Freemans, the Jerry Rices, the Herman Moores, um, you know, the Jake Reeds, uh, the Chris Carters. These were guys, these were guys who were probably like six feet uh, and above, you know what I mean? That they said that I kind of, my body similar, uh, I, I modeled, I was modeled uh, after them uh, in a sense. T.O., you were one of the most feared receivers. Give me two uh, DBs that were really tough, that you felt were tough to, to get by. Um, in my early on in my career, and a lot of people, probably, I mean, you got to be a fan, a uh, football f- player, or not not a f- player, but you got to be a football, probably aficionado, aficionado to really know who this guy is. And he's Aeneas Williams. Um, that played with the uh, St. Louis Rams at the time. Um, he was a big uh, defensive back, uh, stout, um, about my size. Um, and it was very, very difficult for me to get off the line of scrimmage. And so uh, we play, he played in our, our division. Um, we played him twice a year. And so it was really tough um, to really just, uh, you know, he challenged me. Um, that was one of the guys. And, man, I, let me see who else. And I'd probably say maybe a uh, Charles Wilson or 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 Champ Bailey. Um, these were top guys coming out of their schools, and um, you know, you know, throughout the course of uh, my career, you know, there was always these key matchups. You know, every, every time once I started to become To, um, there was these key matchups, and I started to make a name for myself and started to make a splash. Um, you know, started to somewhat 
kind of be the heir apparent to Jerry Rice uh, in which they drafted J.J. Stokes a year or two before I did. He was the heir apparent to him. Um, but I had a steady growth and development uh, of my skill set that put me really uh, put my name uh, in the box of some of these household uh, name receivers uh, that were really doing some great things around that time. You know, T.O., uh, we could talk football all day, but you got a Kobe hat on. I know you like the Lakers, so we're going to switch it a little bit. I was going to you grew up watching Showtime. What's your thoughts on the NBA today? There might be less football being played, but BetOnline has way more stuff to bet on this playoff season. From score totals, player performance props, to where the next fire coach is going to land, BetOnline is the number one spot for all things NFL betting in 2022. And with the new year comes a new update desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code CLNS50 to get started. And it's not just football, bet online, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC odds coverage is the best in the business from sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games. Bet online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet online, where the game starts. What's your thoughts on the NBA today? Um, like I mean, there there are a number of players that have uh, changed the game that have made. Uh, a, a, I mean, uh, just a. a, a Tremendous impact on the game. Um, obviously, uh, LeBron James, uh, even just you know, even on and off the field, um, they've obviously made a sports impact. But um, you know, you, you think about what they're doing off the field as well. They're making social impacts as well. Um, Steph Curry uh, and, and what he's done uh, as far as extend the three point line well beyond where it is. Um, that has kids going into the gym now, just just omitting. Uh, you know, all the fundamentals uh, of shooting and ball handling, which is very, very important. And again, I, I think if you think about what Steph Curry does, ball handling is obviously a, a, a great uh, attribute to what he does as far as his shooting, because you have to create space, you know what I mean, uh, to shoot some of those things. Obviously, there's repetition. Um, but yeah, you know, Steph Curry's, you know, I don't have like, a, you know, a favorite team or say, uh, so I just like to watch basketball players as a whole. Um, but like I said, Chris Paul, uh, you think about Russell Westbrook, uh, Kevin Durant, um, Kyrie Irving, um, and you got these young budding stars as well. You got Joel, you got Jason Tatum, you got uh, Donovan Mitchell, um, all these guys, man. I just love to watch the game of basketball and, and watch the involvement of their game as well. John Wall, you, it, it, it's, it's, it's so fun to see um, and refreshing to see, especially guys, how they develop their jump shot, you know, their game coming out of college and how it improves, you know, from year one to year three and then five and seven. Um, and then, you know, you have these guys that have so much, uh, so many expectations coming out of coming out of college. And then they kind of, you know, the first two years and then they kind of fizzle off. Um, and I think, you know, I hope he doesn't fizzle off. But I think, you know, most notably, uh, when you think of a guy that has so much tremendous upside, that had a great college career, that's Zion Williams. Uh, so um, I'm, I'm hoping he can get back to uh, to playing the way he is, get his health right, and, and then get back on that court. And so we can see some of the things that he's done so far. You're listening to Showtime with Coop. We got T.O. in the house uh, just for a couple more minutes. 
T.O., listen, the first controversial topic we get ready to give you, okay? Oh, but you know me. I'm pretty sure they can say, oh, well, he's no stranger to controversy. Well, here you go. Let's give go. Us, give us, and I don't care. You just named a lot of NBA players. Yeah. Give us your five top goats of all time in the NBA. We talked about this the other day. I was going to ask him who, who's, the, who's the greatest of all time. I was going to ask him who's the greatest. Okay, who's, okay, who's the greatest to you of all time? I'm going to go with I, yeah, For me, in my era, I got to go with MJ. You know, and I understand that, you know, I didn't get to see some of the real, the, the greats that you know. Um, and respectfully, you know, you got to think about guys that uh, a guy that has a ring probably for all hands, for all hands and, and feet. And that's, that's Bill Russell. You think about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, uh, who had a, a stellar collegiate uh, career being coached by John Wooten. Um, I mean, my greatest of all time, like I told you, I was a fan of Michael Jordan. Um, I think I think that's where I can, I fell in love with the game of basketball, just watching um, the grace in which he played, the tenacity. Uh, when you think about how he brought it every night, um, there was no fraternizing, you know, before the games and all this stuff where we are now with some of these these players. Um, it's just the game is, is just not the same, even from how the game has changed from, you know, being not as physical. Uh, as it was when you guys played. I mean, I watched, you know, the Detroit Pistons, uh, the Indiana Pacers with Reggie and and how, you know, how physical these guys, you guys played. Um, uh, Even the New York Knicks with David McDaniel and all these guys. Uh, But my top five, I mean, I got to go with, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, this is not in any order, but my top five, I would have to say goats. I mean, you got MJ, uh, you got to put Kobe in there um, because there's no Kobe without MJ. Um, um, uh, I gotta say, oh man, um, uh, magic, magic Johnson, uh, Shaq, oh man, LeBron and yeah, yeah. And I got, man, I wanted to put, I wanted to put, uh, ooh, I wanted to put Steph Curry. Now you know there. how I feel. What you got to put Steph that? Curry in there, man. <laughs> so I, I mean, Oh man, I did in my head. I'm, I I I knew what I wanted to say, but I hold on. Let me do this again. Let me do. Let me do. Kobe, Michael, Kobe, Kobe, Steph Curry. Okay. LeBron. I gotta go, Shaq. Okay. I gotta okay. go, Shaq. Got to push Shaq in. Yeah, I mean, he was for a big man. I mean, this guy, you know, before he slowed down, just very dominant. You know, what I mean, run up down the court, just this, and then just who he was off the court as well, even on the court. He I mean, he just brought a personality, that charisma uh, to the game, to where you know now. I mean, everybody knows who Shaq is. He's 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 everywhere. Last question, T.O., for you. Uh, you wearing number twenty four? Yesterday was two year anniversary of his yeah. death, man. What did yeah. Kobe mean to you? Oh man, I mean, now Kobe meant meant a lot to me. I, I got to to meet Kobe in 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 ninety in ninety nine. Um, Merton Hanks um, invited me to uh, a Lakers game, and I think you guys may have been playing the Seattle SuperSonics at that at that time. I think so. That lets you know, and it was at the Forum, and I got to I got to meet Kobe um, after the game. And this was this was fro Kobe, this was fro Kobe, and since and then ever since then, man, I, um, you know I followed him from afar. Um, we got a chance to meet several times after that. Um, 
my last time, you know, seeing Kobe was um, at my daughter's uh, high school volleyball game, which is where you coach now at Culver City High School. Um, His oldest daughter, Natalia, uh, played at Sage Hill and they had, you know, his daughter was competing against my daughter, uh, our daughter's volleyball team. And, uh, you know, that was my daughter's freshman year. Natalia was a junior and I had no idea that he was coming to the game. And so uh, we end up talking, you know, being up in the stands and just talking and chopping it up. And, you know, we were talking about some things and at this time he had, you know, he was retired. Um, he was actually doing this, uh, uh, this uh, little uh, the, the excerpt that they do on uh, ESPN called details uh, where he was breaking down, you know, guys, basketball games and things of that nature. And we had talked about possibly doing a detail, a football's detail, uh, details, uh, maybe, you know, he and I working together, doing some stuff, uh, you know, uh, you know, with, with receivers or what have you. Um, but when you think about what, what he brought to the game, as I told you um, there, I don't think, and I think he knows too, um, there's no Kobe without Michael Jordan and what they brought every night, the tenacity um, he, you talk about, or he coined Mamba mentality, um, you know, there was a, there was a dog to him. Um, you know, he, he had that relentless pursuit, uh, of greatness. He had someone to, uh, to model his game after. And I think in a sense, once I started to realize, you know, my skill set as, as a receiver, um, that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I think that's what enabled me to become the hall of famer, uh, that I am today is because, uh, I had, like I told you, I had a strong dissatisfaction of being mediocre and I realized that I wasn't as good as everybody around me. Um, but Kobe, you know, what he did on the, on, on the court. And then I think people saw really, uh, you know, who he was uh, as a person, uh, once he retired, um, off the court as well. Um, he became a businessman, um, more, more so, um, obviously, winning an Oscar um uh, I mean doing things as a as a as a husband um and as a businessman yeah yeah I mean he's just he was just just a tremendous uh being um and I think everybody has has seen the growth of who Kobe uh is and was um you know from the time he stepped on that court in 96 as a rookie uh to when he left the game um you know his final game dropping 60 um, I mean, which was remarkable and I think exciting for the world to see. And I think we all miss we all miss Kobe. And so uh, he made such an impact, you know, uh, and, and it, it's sad. Um, it's not a day that I haven't thought about Kobe or at some point, you know, just sh- scrolling through uh, just Instagram or just any social media. Um, but I have a picture uh, of Kobe. Uh, the volleyball game that I mentioned uh, where we watched our daughters play um, one of the, uh, one of the daughters, uh, the kids on my daughter's team, his, uh, her dad was a photographer and I had no idea. He shot a picture. He was, he took some pictures of me and Kobe in the stands and I have that in my office um, in Florida. Um, but yeah, man, he, he meant a lot, you know, ch- just for me to push me uh, and just have that relentless pursuit of just of being great. And I think we are, he has so many examples of it. And I think he spoke very eloquently about, you know, how he became Kobe um, using really the, the detailed blueprint, you know, for Michael Jordan's game. Um, and it's so funny that, you know, you, you can break down film and, and see uh, the evolve and the evolution of, and how similar, eerily similar they were. So I think, you know, I'm no different than anybody else that has come across Kobe. And um, if you if you ever had a chance to speak to him or talk to him uh, 
outside of the basketball world, um, you can tell that he was a tremendous, uh, tremendous talent on and off the court. There you have it. T.O., thank you so much. You want to tell the fans, you got a great podcast, man. You want to talk about it real quick? And you're in the winery business. You want to tell our fans, listeners, where they can find you. Well, man, I thought you'd never ask, Mike. I thought you'd never (laughs) ask. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, everybody can find me on all my social media channels. Um, It's at Terrell Owens. Um, You know, that's Instagram, uh, Facebook, uh, uh, Twitter, Snapchat. I got all of that stuff. TikTok. I don't know, my, I don't know, Mike. You might be uh, too too old to do some TikTok, or are you not really not too old. I don't know if you got Showtime skills, dance skills like that to be on TikTok. But uh, you know, I ain't gonna say too old because they got everybody <laughs> from toddlers all the way to ninety year olds that are on uh, on TikTok these days. But you know, some of my business ventures. You mentioned one eighty one, um, uh, my eighty one uh, uh, Cabernet uh, to find it. Go to 81divino.com. I was fortunate uh, as the world paused in 2020 due to the pandemic uh, to able to able to shift gears and partner with Tommy Lasorda, who's a, a Los Angeles legend uh, who uh, was managed managed the uh, the Los Angeles Dodgers. I partnered with his company to create my own wine, and it's a like I said, it's a it's a Cabernet blend, 95% Cab. 5% Syrah for all the uh, wine drinkers out there uh, in the wine community. And uh, just to give you a little snippet of what it's like and uh, just the, the, the process in which it took me to create 81, uh, the tasting notes of my wine, 81, uh, it's made with a black, ripe, uh, a ripe black cherry, um, cinnamon stick aromas. Uh, and if you have a palate or a taste for plum preserves, uh, it's made with that. Um, dark chocolate and a spicy toasted oak. And then, so yeah, so that's it with the wine. And then obviously I have a candle line uh, as well that has a wine pairing candle that goes with the wine. So if you like candles, uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I do have a, a, a Valentine's Day candle being getting ready to be released around that time too. Nice. So if you want to see my candles, um, Go to soultreeaura.com. That's S-O-U-L-T-R-Y-A-U-R-A.com. So again, man, I'm just trying to be entrepreneurial. Um, and also I have a clothing line. This is a, this is the symbol for my, my clothing line. You see it's a T and an O in there. Uh, my, 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 my clothing line is called prototype 81. You can go to prototype81.com and find, you know, a lot of, a little bit of my swag and some of the comfy stuff. I got to and from the gym type of apparel. It's made for men and women. And if you have some kids between, you know, the ages of, you know, I don't know, four to maybe eight or 10 or what have you, we have some sizes. We have a little small collection Nice. Uh, for kids as well, called Prototype Eighty One Kids. But you can go to my link in the in my uh, in my bio on my Instagram and just uh, hit on that uh, that like, sort of like that link tree and uh, find everything that I have going on. Nice. Yo, I'm gonna get that them candle lights. I can get lucky tonight, man. But I'm gonna be real, <laughs> real right on. Hey, you got some things to do. Get out of here, man. Thank you. Hey, sir. you gonna need you gonna need more than the candle. You might need the candle and some wine. <laughs> Yo, thank you sir i appreciate it babe all right man appreciate you and all right man okay thanks be well yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>